Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. I'm Matt. And I'm Alex. And I'm Carrie. Welcome guys back to the Game Junkies podcast. Guys, yes, it's been that long since we did an episode. It was last year when we got to go for one episode, but we um, we had to get a few things to take care of um, offline, etc. And well, we are here now, and all three of us are we are all here, Gary today, dearly beloved, to talk about. Well, we talked we've been talking a lot about Pokemon for the last six months. It feels like, and we are now doing a, a spoiler heavy review of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Enter at your peril. There's a lot to say about this game. Uh, who would like to give their first in, what first impression they had when they first started playing the game? Who wants to go first? I carry, I think. Ladies first. Well, the carry if you're ready. Hello, it's just me, the carry. I'm not sure why I'm starting like that. <laughs> you know, you get used to doing things on a reflex, don't you? Like introducing yourself and introducing why you're here. Even though that's not really relevant in this podcast. Yes, I, of the two of them, because I figure it makes sense to mention it, I had Pokemon Violet. So, you know, futuristic robo-Pokemon. But I'll get to that, my thoughts on that in a minute. My first impression of playing the game? That's a good question, actually. Mm. I was a massive fan of Sword and Shield. And this feels like Sword and Shield, but leveled up. So I was here for it. The first, I mean, I'm sure we'll all get into the, like, the gripes we have with the game as it goes on, but my overall first impression was a really positive one. Hmm. It it got a lot of immediate attention in the media, didn't it? As well, though, due mm. to one or two people having issues with some of the some of the well, let's face it, the uh, the frame rate on some things, um, bugs. A lot of people had probably Alex. I know you um, made many jokes um, in DM to me about this, about it. How did how did you, about you? Did you do have the same sort of issues? At one point, I was running around the map completely invisible, so that was fun. Okay, that's not what I was aware of. Fuck am I? <laughs> Existential crisis intensifies. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened. Like, I pressed the button to get on mirror on. And all of a sudden, we just both disappeared. Oh dear. So, you know, that was something. It only lasted for about 10 seconds, but it was still pretty funny to me. <laughs> just sort of doing donuts, like, where am I? And then you emerged. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Did you have the frame rate drop every now and again occasionally? Mm. I find that if you played it for because I have the quote-unquote old-style Switch, 
So do I. Not the very original one, the improved battery one, but it's still the older style. Yeah. And I found after a couple hours, the frame rate would start lagging like crazy. Mm. And the only real way to fix that was to save, close the game and restart it. Yeah. But the lag, oh my Christ, the lag and terror rates. Yeah. That's a whole other run up to itself though. Yeah. That, that's that's a, that's a mechanic that they needed to fix for sure. Um, Alex, ha- what were your first impressions and uh, well, what glitches did you encounter, I guess? Well, for the glitches I encountered, because that's always the funny part. Yeah. The first one I encountered was, you know, in the first gym trial where you have to move the olive? Yeah. Across the M field. Yeah. So I leaped and we landed on the olive. And we then were the first um, Pokemon trainer in space, basically. We just flew straight up in the air backwards with the olive in tow. Nice. Wow. Elastic banding, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a wild one. Um, I have had the invisible Pokemon thing where, like... Coridon is invisible when I ride them. Mm. But it's kind of funny because Coridon runs properly rather than um, scooters along. So obviously the trainer like points up and down. So you got the trainer just like bouncing up and down invisibly, like three foot off the air. It, it, it's definitely something. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, gone. That you. I was gonna say I didn't, I I must be quite lucky because I didn't get the little Pokemon glitch happen to me, so I was quite fortunate on that side of things. I guess you're about to go with more players. Uh, but overall, first impressions of the game, it's while it definitely was, while it definitely lost some value with the frame rate and other bugs here and there. I think the overall story definitely makes up for it. Is Obviously we'll get to the story in a bit, but I wouldn't say it's the best story that Pokemon have ever given us, but it's definitely the best characters Pokemon have given us. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's bits and pieces which they borrowed from uh, Pokemon Arceus. Um, little bits and pieces of they borrowed from that a little bit from Sword and Shield that they were, they were testing out, obviously. Um, and you know the, the classic stuff is still in there as well, which is great. Um, in terms of the glitches that I had uh, in the towns, I had a lot of lag um, at times from people just walking down the street with you. Sometimes it, it'd be like watching a 16-bit animation. Alex is literally miming it enough for me now, yes, and it's exactly like Did that. You, it always gave me, like, you know the animation style of Into the Spider-Verse? The film? Yes. It always gave me that sort of vibe when they started doing that. Yeah, it, it. it was most it was most odd. Um, I I say, we'll, we'll get to the story in a moment, because that needs looking at it as a, as a, big, as a big deal. Um, um, Pokedex, obviously, that some of some old, some new, um, some variations of. Um, I thought that it was a nice balance. I 
do feel that once Pokemon Home is added to Scarlet and Violet, it's going to make the Pokedex even better. Because uh, we all love Balbessa, um, don't we? So, and he has, and he is the boy. He needs to come forward in the game. Um, were you, were you guys happy with the Pokemon that were on offer this time, particularly for starters? Absolutely, I think. I think 400 Pokemon in total between olding and returning is definitely more than enough. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't really feel like the national decks is needed with when you got that kind of quantity of Pokemon. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Which of the uh, we forgot, we forgot to mention which of the starters we picked actually, didn't we? I believe we all went different, didn't we? Out of the three of us. I mean, I did manage to get the other two via surprise trade, which is a great mechanic yeah. now in the game, of course. I think we all did in the end. Yeah, quite fortunate because some people were just breeding them, which was, you know, thankful to all the breeders out there who were doing that. Thank you very much. Um, it's a very different system this time to how you do it. You can't just send them off to nursery and keep going back and pick up eggs. This time you've got to actually throw a bloody party for it. <laughs> um, hey, I like it. I'm <laughs> just saying. Have a picnic, make me a baby. It's a lot more work, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so, who did you pick? Alex. Uh, the correct one, Frey Coco. You picked Frey Coco, okay. Um, who was, of course, the fire type? Uh, Kerry, who did you pick? Sprigatito, the grass cat. It's okay to have differing opinions, Alex. As long as they're, as long as they're about Frey Coco. Ah, to be, fair, to be fair, his final form is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely sensational. Scalabrage is amazing. I'll say that. Absolutely. To be fair, um, um, I've is it Meowscarera? Meowscarera? That is not. I call it Meowscarada, but then again, I I'm not good at pronouncing Pokemon names. I think it's Mascara, but Meow instead of Mass. I think of them. I will call it Meowscarada. Yeah, and He's to just fair, a cat. <laughs> massively on fleek. Massively on fleek. Um. Uh. I'm very much happy, and as you sent me a picture of Way Coco waving hello to him, indeed. And I picked Quaxley, um, the the duck Pokemon who has the most amazing quiff, uh, and it only gets better uh, <laughs> um, as we go as we go through the uh, as we go through the game. I don't think any of these Pokemon actually are bad. I think they, these are a good core trio. Um, some of the spe specific moves that they can learn as well uh, amazing um, um, Quack's Lava um, I adore him I, I will I will fight anyone he's my best boy um, he, his, his, his way he dances the whole time as well um, it's mesmerizing it's amazing, actually. He's, he's and he's got this amazing. He turns amazing peacock at the end, and he's, he's just, the whole time he's just like he's got his whole dancing going on. I swear, there's gonna be people at Comic Con doing that dance. That's gonna happen this year. I've just got that feeling. Um, it's he, he's amazing, um, and he does not he does not give a damn what people think about him. Those three together, um, those three were in my uh, were in my team when I beat the Elite Four. 
because yeah. you need to have a nice variety in Elite Four because the first time you go through, you don't know what they got. So, should we touch on the fact? Okay, time to touch on the story, I think, because we need to. Unlike the other Pokemon games, obviously, as was announced at launch, uh, there are there are three different stories to complete, story paths to complete, which converge into one when you've completed them all. It's a nice way of exploring of exploring the whole world. Um, got to admit, at times the story is a little. Are you really expecting me to buy this? Um, but at the same time, I'm like. Uh, I've, I've also experienced weirder things playing Metal Gear Solid so I'm prepared to suspend reality for moments um, obviously near the start of the game you meet the actual league champion and you end up basically is rifle the right word to use? yes you're like rivals slash besties from the get-go. Yeah. Besties is a better word. Mm. She's not... And it, it's obviously based in Spain. There's a lot of Spanish localisms thrown in there, like hasta la vista thrown in all over. And I'm like... Well, not so much at <laughs> you go out to shops. Yeah. I, I, Spanish. I, I, I am very much a case of... oh. They're laying on very thick here, but to be fair, it's fine. Um, and obviously, you end up making more friends throughout the game. Uh, Clive comes to mind. Uh, we'll get onto him in a bit, I'm sure, because that's very creepy. I'm just saying, it's very creepy. That the, the Clive thing. You obviously get in. You obviously go to his academy, and you could do lessons there. Lessons involve you going to a classroom and talking to the teacher and if you've done the right thing they give you a reward basically thanks I guess um hey you get some good stuff especially from a biology teacher this is true this is true I, I did I did appreciate the quick balls because they are very useful especially when you want to capture and to keep moving on sort of thing um especially the last item you get from the biology classes which is Kerry? That would be the shiny charm. You get that for completing the Pokedex. Has it worked for me yet? Uh, no. No, it hasn't. What did the shiny charm do, Kerry? Um, it's pretty much as says on the tin, it increases your odds of getting a shiny Pokemon. But to get it, you have to complete the Pokedex first. Okay. Noted. So, I think if you do the shiny charm, and you do, there's like a horde reset thing I don't have the term off the top of my head and you do a shiny increasing sandwich it drop, it puts your odds from like 1 in 4,000 down to 1 in 600 of getting a shiny so, oh is so it the shiny charm you put into the sandwich oh no you carry it with you all the time it gives you a permanent increase in odds to I chances of encountering a shiny I am on board with you now okay I put a lot of stress into getting the You've competed Pokedex, and I'm, I've still got another 100 to go, I think. It became my goal over Christmas, and thanks to Alex, helping me with all the Paradox Pokemon I didn't have and version exclusives, 
we got there in the end. This is a question um, which we'll come to in a moment I have, because obviously me and Alex both had Scarlet. Um, Chris had Violet in our, in our house, so... Um, but we had Coridon, um as our mythical Pokemon who we had to help heal up, which we did throughout the um, completing all of the Titans. We had to find out all the mystic Titan Pokemon who are huge. Uh, and let's be honest, when, every time you faced them, for the most part, they weren't much of a challenge. But that may be because I, I, I'm always over, I always overtrain my Pokemon, make sure I can kick their asses. But I've been, I've been doing that since, since Pokemon Red and Blue. So I always train Pokemon hard so they can always fight level for each gym. Of course, the fact that you can go to any gym you want in order now makes it a little bit more challenging. In fact, the last gym I did, literally, I could have done 20 levels before. It was so easy, that one. That's nice. not <laughs> Yeah, that was, that, that's on me, though. That's on me. Um, but did you like the way the gyms were this time? Because probably one, one, one path you have to go for, the one of the three paths is you have to go and complete the normal Pokemon journey doing the gym than the Elite Four, etc. Victory Road, as it was called. Um, was it... How did it rank compared to previous ones you've done, Kez? I enjoyed it, for the most part. Um, all the gym challenges before it, some of them were fun. I liked the playing hide-and-seek with Sunflora's and I got to hear stories of people being boxed in by the Sunflora's and unable to complete it. <laughs> I was like, ouch, that's rough, buddy. Um, the psychic one was like pulling teeth, though. It went on for so, so long. And it was just basically, this button, this button, this button again. Random voice necessary. Yes, yes, I, I fully accept that one. Um, I quite, the, the snow skiing down the ski run, um, I'm like, eh. Yeah. It lacked something for me. But it, it did fit the lackluster. It felt it felt like this was, they wanted to do something more and this is the best they could do sort of thing. What about so you? Like snowboarding tournament. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you got you got the throwing mechanic, just throw snowballs at each other, sort of thing. Absolutely. Alex, um, what about you, Victory Row? Did you where did it rank for you? Did it, was it was it a good one? I enjoyed it. What? Well, I wish they did a bit more in games. Is when you fought Rhyme, the um, Ghost Gym leader, mm. that was set as a double battle. And if I'm honest, I'm a big fan of double battles, and I wish yeah. they were a little more relevant in this game. Because I'm pretty sure that's the only double battle you theoretically have to do in that entire game. You may be right. Unless you count the... Well, I suppose you can't really count the Titan stuff because you're only controlling one half of the battle. That is also true, yeah. I think, though, regarding... I think the one I hated the most, Dim Challenge-wise, was probably... Probably the snowboarding. It really was just lackluster. 
you, you just turn left to right as oh I'm done in like 45 seconds yeah and if you go to right at the right time depending on if you've done um certain if you've done some of the uh terror raid not terror raids um some of the missions where you're fighting the titans um I'm not sure if um what was your um legendary one what was your legendary Pokemon called no. Yeah. Uh, Miradon. Miradon. Uh, I don't know if Mir- could Miradon uh, glide. Yeah, they have all the same abilities. Okay. It's cool. just a Corridons kind of interact with the world more. Don't get me wrong, I like Miradon, mm. but I like the way Corridon runs and does doggy paddle, whereas Miradon just kind of hovers everywhere. Mm. It doesn't really feel like it's interacting with the world that much. I, I, and, that, and, that, and that is feedback that Game Freak should take on board, but won't. Um, just, just saying, just saying they won't. Um, oh no. Um, because if they got you said that this show, but they won't. Um, if you're at the right level, of course, you can just jump in the air and just glide down. I thought you had to hit all the barriers on the way down. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you can glide through them if you if you're skillful enough. I just went for him because it was easy enough. Yeah. I must admit, I missed three and I still got down in, in perfect time. Well, per- was... well not perfect time, but per- enough time to spare still. But... I was really meticulous. I went here to each one. I missed three. Uh, and then I think like six seconds of my time. I was still in there in enough time. So um, it, it was, it was, it felt, it just felt incomplete somehow. I'm not quite sure how else to describe it. Um, personally, I thought it would have been more fun um, sliding down on a slowpoke or something. I can't. I don't know what it is. I, something. Something would have been more been, been a bit more been cool. intriguing, for example, or maybe a seal or an ice type. Actually, what's those little flat ones which look which look like a platform? Avalug. That, that's it. One of those and surf down on it like that. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd have been here for that, for sure. Um, so yeah, um, obviously, um, Victory Road does a 7 to 10, of course. Um, it's the usual journey for Pokemon. Uh, the, ter- um, the the Titans, um, you had to fight five of them. And once you've fought all five, um, Coridon, or I'm guessing, or Miradon, I'm guessing as well, um, have eaten your sandwiches and have gotten back to their full, well, almost their full form. And remind me what his name is, Alex? Uh, are you on about Arvin? Arvin. Arvin. Yeah, Arvin. Um, um, well, yeah. I, I, I grew to like him. He wasn't my favourite at one point, for sure. Um, he uh, he was. It, t- it turns out that um, he that his mum was the one who um, at the lighthouse we first start. That's where you meet first meet Coridon and I guess Miradon as well. Or his dad, if you play Violet. Oh, is it, oh, it, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a different professor for each game. You get Kate. You get what's it, they put it? Is you get sexy cave woman, and I get Giga Chad's dad. Okay, okay, that's what we get. Okay, cool. Um, and so, I, I mean, I completed the, the um, 
for Tyson's first. So everything else like that was him ringing me up every time I finished something to tell me yeah, someone else had joined the crew. Um, and as we said, this is spoiler heavy, so we're going to talk about it quite freely. Um, obviously, when you complete uh, Victory Road, um, Nimona, correct me right, Nimona, she's the Pokemon champion who, to be fair, she's a challenge, actually, after you've beaten, after you've beaten Victory Road. She actually is a challenge. Um, Which is what you want. You don't want to steamroll the through stuff. I mean, I think we can all admit that we actually did lose battles in this game. Um, Quite quite willingly. Which is something that... And I'm going to say this without meaning to sound arrogant. I didn't lose a single one in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, But that's not me being arrogant. That's just because... I was meticulous, I was careful, I stopped a lot of potions. <laughs> a lot of potions, a lot of revives. Because <laughs> that's, my, that's my MO. Because you never know when you're going to be able to get to Pokemon Center um, before and after gym battles, sort of thing. So, how many battles did you lose in this game? Uh, seven. Oh, cool. seven. Which ones were they? Uh, I lost a couple out in the wild as well. Pardon? Lost a couple out in the wild. Again, oh. trainers, yeah. Um, that was when I just had to never write types on me. I couldn't change them mid-battle. <laughs> it happens, obviously, especially with the uh, mechanic, of course, when you go into terror battles. I mean, I've lost multiple terror battles. Lost. Oh yeah, I feel like those don't really count so much because no. everyone's lost a lot of them. Yeah. Um, we'll get to the battles momentarily because I think we should do that before we go into the, the end game, as it were. Um, the third um, path that you take, of course, um, is Team Star. Um, and they've got these bases all around the place. So I'm like, fair. It was an interesting co- concept. Basically, uh, a group of students from the academy have quit the school, set up their own team, and just made bases everywhere. Um, you have to beat the person on the gate, and then once you and then you go inside to beat thirty of their Pokemon, if so that you can actually face the boss. Um, However, there are questions about, well, a number of things. One is, is that you get joined, as mentioned earlier, by Clive, who is a, who is a student from the academy. Uh, if he's a student and I'm a straight man, uh, because he, it's, quite, it's quite clear who he is, isn't it? Did you ever call him Clive, or did you always refer to him as the director? <laughs> I absolutely called him a director at all times. Um, if you actually go back to the academy at times, you can actually wander up to his desk and you can actually offer him advice on hairdos. Um, oh, if, what? Yeah, you can, you can, and you can even do it post-game as well. Because the, the, uh, you, you still got to go through all of it anyway to build a bond with him. You can do it post-game. So go, go to his office when you're finished, Kerry. Log on and go and go to his office, and you'll be able to uh, have a, have free conversation with him. One of them is about the hair, and you can actually pick 
tell him to chew the pompadour wig. I will do that. Cause the one he's got. Those look kind of ridiculous. Yep. I don't yep. know. There's just something creepy about an old man in knee socks to me. That is extreme. Uh, that's it. yeah. That, that's the that's the that's the least creepy thing about him, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah the, the fact that yeah. I mean, I mean, he, when you get the story about it, he, he means well. It sounds, but you get that feeling that a lot of a lot of people in Pokemon games in the past. When he turns off, he's like, "How do you do, fellow kids?" I'm like, like with the silence moving and everything. Reminds me of Peter in Family Guy whenever he tries to dress as a student to fit in at Megan Chris's school. That's actually a perfect analogy. <laughs> Alex, what's your thoughts on the director and his fantastic <laughs> disguise? As, as Matt says, he means well. Though I did call him Clive once the third time we met just to see what he would say, and he says that he's glad you're starting to refer to him by his actual name. Aww, bless him. Part of me wonders if Clive is, is his first name. It could be. I don't think you're actually given his first name. Mm. Uh, he's got an alliterative name there. <laughs> he is a little bit, it's a little bit weird. Um, you do end up I mean, this is one of the one of the key mechanics. It's slightly different for um, the Team Star Battle, so because you have to fight thirty Pokemon, you, the, the first three of your party, and you send them out um, free roam basically to attack a Pokemon, which you can do in normal mode, free roam mode, to um, send the first first Pokemon out of your party to basically attack them, so you don't catch them. But it's good for it's good for leveling up as you walk along, sort of thing. It is quite useful. Um, you, Kerry? How quickly did you figure out that Penny was the big boss? Right. Um, I'm gonna give my answer in a moment because you're not gonna believe me. Um, Alex, when was the, when did you realize Penny was the big boss? After beating the... Well, I didn't realise it was them, but I had a suspicion of them after beating the third base, which for me was Atticus. Mm. Because I read the dialogue. I can't remember exactly what they say, because you, it's, such a short, it's such a short conversation, you just don't. But they yeah. meant they want to tell you something big, and then they're like, oh, actually, uh, never mind. I was like, that's suspicious. He wanted to tell me something important and then said, never mind, it looks sad. So I was suspicious of them then. And then obviously it turns out they was. Like when they stand there in the um, courtyard with their hood up, it's like, you are not fooling me at all at this point. Fair enough. When did you realize, Kerry? Okay. I've spent a lot of my life reading. So it shone out to me really early on. That's the problem. No, it's fine, of course. I was like, I think it was around the second base. It was like, there was like a 90% chance you are the big boss. Because they just seemed very, very out of place. Also, this shithead gets to wear their own clothes and have a really cute Eevee bag, but we're all stuck in the ugly ass uniform. <laughs> 
That's that's a small gripe I had about the game, the fact you could only wear school uniform. It makes sense thematically, but most of the time you're not even at school. No, that, that's, that is a good point as well, for sure, yeah. So no, no, if nothing we want for um for D, for the DLC, um bring bring us more clothing options. Give me a bag like pennies or a Pikachu alternative, please. Absolutely, and make them. I want a big Pikachu bag. And make them available for purchase as well. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I didn't realize until the t- until she rocked up for the battle. I literally was nowhere near it. I genuinely thought it was Nimona. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from with that. I I was convinced. I'd convinced myself. But Nimona was just she, because she was wanting to be around me all the time, sort of thing. I thought like it it made sense in my head. I hadn't even given any thought that it might be Penny at any point. But in hindsight, of course, it makes sense. Of course, it's, it's, it all fit together in the end quite nicely. Um, but when you can work backwards from the truth, of course, of course, it makes sense. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The fact that she was always the person to give you lots, lots of points and things like that. Um, the fact that Clive challenged you in front of the academy, claiming that he was Cassiopeia. Is that is that, is that what the term? that's about right? Yeah, Cassiopeia. Um, claiming to be them, I'm like, like, bitch, please. Like girl, be off with that. <laughs> yeah, go off. Yeah. Um. To be fair, um, what wasn't exactly the easiest fight I've had. It was certainly a difficult battle I've had. Um, what, Penny or Clive? Clive was a difficult battle. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Clive was a difficult battle for sure. Uh, Penny's was. Eh, it was so sad. I I forgot. To be fair. Um. And then obviously, um, after you, after that road finish, of course, then you get the phone. Call. Well, I did anyway. I got a phone call from Marwin um, saying that Nimona had recruited somebody who's a tech whiz. I'm like, well, that's got to be Penny, then, clearly. Yeah. Um. And that's when you all you all head over to the, the Area Zero gates, which is going to the crater of Haldia. Oh, Paldea, Paldea. I was going to Paldea. I call it Paldea. Paldea, okay. Paldea works for me. Now, obviously, um, the crater of Paldea you can't get into before the end of the game. Um, I will say that post game, I was able to climb the side of it and jump inside and, and fall down. <laughs> that is fucking terrifying. You can also do the reverse. If you climb up the wall far enough, you will end up outside. I haven't tried doing that. That's only how I learn about it. But when you go into the, the crater, you obviously have to obviously go. You obviously you do glide down on your choice sort of legendary. When you get to the bottom, they do not want to know, do they? You have to walk the entire way the first time. To walk the whole fucking way. Listen to Penny fighting with the other two for the entire journey. <laughs> that was. It, and my, my god, the lag was heavy here. 
flag was extremely heavy here. I don't know what it was like for you, Alex. I mean, maybe it's because I'm on the OLED, but I didn't get any lag at all in the um, Area Zero. Like, I got little bits of lag here and there in um, the Overworld, but not, not in um, Area Zero. Well, that's, 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 a, that's, a, good, that's, that's a good sign, for sure, because I think Chris is about to reach out. So I'm hoping we're talking too loud to spoil it for him. But he's <laughs> the next thing playing as we speak. Um, there, the, uh, there are a lot of different types of Pokemon here. You have to open, you have to go to four locks to open the final area. Um, and each one you go, and it's it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I don't know, and Kerry is going to answer me this question momentarily. I haven't asked you this question in advance, so I'm I'm poised for the answer. And you've given me some hints here which make you think that I'm right. Okay. Coridon is from prehistoric past. I'm guessing Mirrodon is from the futuristic future. Yeah, um, that's kind of what Koroi and Miro mean in Japanese. I'm no assuming Koroi means past because Miro does mean future. In my limited Japanese, I do know this. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I've learned something there today. I think it's because I'm I'm a former weeb, I guess. I I take the, like these things for advantage. I just assume everyone knows them. Which I'm, is great. I, I know I know very limited Japanese. I know a few words from Super Sentai. That's about it. Um. Um. I know Konnichiwa as well. That's usually a good one to go with. Um. When and this is. When did you realise that Arwen's parent wasn't there? That's actually something that took me a little while to catch on to. It's um, I was really, really invested in the story by that point, mm-hmm. and I was like, when we run into the professor, I was like, it can't be that easy. It it was it was going way too simple, wasn't it? Was yeah. It? Basically, if you wanted to dodge the, the, the dangerous Pokemon, you absolutely could. Because there were Pokemon here which you hadn't experienced before. Like, mm. Scary Face. Scary Face? Scary Face? What's his name? Is it Scary Face? Scary Tail? Scream Tail? Scream Tail. Scream Tail, who is not a Jigglypuff. Who is not a Jigglypuff, not a Jigglypuff at all. <laughs> but Alex like, sent me a Scream Tail because I asked. Alex completed the game a fair while before me, and I was like, please send me a screen tell, and please give it a name. And I got what I wanted out of this. What did you call it, Alex? Like Gary, so... Okay. Yeah, so I asked Alex to send me a screen tell and pick out a nickname for it, because I like all my Pokemon to have names. And, um, so now I have this fat pink thing on my team called Knives. Because we all like an old time reference, I guess. I also realised all time subconsciously given me a slight fear of robots. <laughs> so I think I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool, I'm afraid of robots. No, thanks, Chad. <sighs> yeah. Um, obviously, you got to go to the four different bases to figure out. You also learn as you're going down. 
that um, the Terror Orb you've got to terrestrialize your Pokemon. Um, it's it's made from it's made from the crystals that are in here in this chamber, as it were. It's our decorator, um, and it works with technology, um, which is brilliant and terrifying in equal measure. I have to ask, when you two were roaming around Area Zero, Area Zero, particularly in the caves of the crystals, if you landed on top of one of the giant crystals, did it trip you out at all? Because of the way it reflects on the bottom as well. Or maybe that's just my eyesight being weird. I stayed away from them personally, don't I, Alex? I did the same. I was a bit focused on the um, what was going on, so I never actually explored that much the first time around. Mm. I like so to. I was just gonna say, so you two haven't like properly explored the cave bit yet, then? Oh, I have now, but not the first time around. It's I haven't. I haven't had a chance to yet. No, without Coridon to to ride on, um, I've I was very much a case of trying to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Here, I have I haven't got um, a Pokemon Center to rely on down here. Um, I've only got the potions I've got, sort of thing, and I don't know if Nerona can actually heal my Pokemon or not. So I don't want to get involved in any battles. I don't want to get involved in. You had to fight some to get into into the bases um, each time, but did you read any of the books inside the bases? Probably not. There was there was that, that there, there was law um, everywhere in all the bases about diary entries about that the professor had left. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, and it was I I love a little bit like that because I like picking the law out. And as we know with Nintendo, they dark as fuck. Um, which has never been more true to, true to the point as during the third one, uh, the um, the communication cuts in and out with you and the professor. And Penny knows straight away, yeah, that wasn't that that wasn't interference. I'm like, oh no. At that point, I thought that Arwen's parent was because we already we already knew from the conversation that was happening that they've built a time machine. Um, I thought up for this point that she was in the past and she was stuck there. And we had to bring her back. I thought that was what the goal was here at the bottom. And then when you get to the final one, you find the professor there. Well, she's not. Well, I guess he wasn't either. Is he no. robot? It's basically like, hi, I'm dead. Yeah, it was like, oh, oh and no, realizing was... the implications that that was going to have. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going through this, and we're thinking like, Arwen is over here, and he's having a fucking crisis. <laughs> And that's, boy. and that's when my emotions swung like a pendulum back like to oh and I'm thinking like I feel really bad for the guy I also had I hadn't saved for a long time at that point and after that point you have to then go and face well to shut it down you got to place the book of I'm guessing it's the book of Violet for you Kerry yeah the Violet I, book the Scarlet book we had to place 
um, on the pedestal for us down down the lower chamber to in to to force the shutdown of a time machine. Um, and it all kicks off from there. Oh yes, and then the first battle kicks off, um, where they start summoning Pokemon from a past for us, and getting them from the future for you. Okay. Slight confession, I lost to the professor the first time I fought him. He kicked my ass. Well, I was doing well enough up until a certain point. Okay. Because obviously, playing different versions, we have different paradox Pokemon. Yeah. And... Like a genius, I managed to softlock myself into that battle. Right. So... I lost, and then it, I spent like 20 minutes just staring at my team and all the items in my bag like, shit, what can I do about this? Because things were going okay, until he sent out, I assume it's the Violet's equivalent of Roaring Moon. We have one called Iron Valiance, and it is evil on a stick. It's basically futuristic, it's either Gardevoir or Gallade, I always forget which. Mm. And it's a stack status through the roof. It's also insanely fast, and with my team, I've always prioritized speed over every other stat. Because that can that can save you. The only Pokemon on my team that could outspeed it was Jester Cat. And given Iron Valiant was fighting in Fairy, and I had a second type of dark, it one-shot it. It mm. one-shot four out of the six Pokemon in my team. Hmm. Yeah, for, for sure, the professor is not, it's not, well, the AI professor isn't one to mess with, for sure. Um, How did your two's battle with them go? Alex? Uh, the first time round, um, which I had, well, I've actually restarted since we've done this because I fancied another playthrough. I had Skeledurge. The Event Raichu, Cerulege, Frostlass, Gardevoir, and... Oh, what was the last Pokemon I had? I can't actually remember my last Pokemon on that team. Fair enough. But yeah, we... We're doing alright. The Pokemon that caught me off guard during the first match was um what was it called? Sandy Shocks. A really fast, really high attack electric and ground magneton. Yeah. That because I didn't I didn't even I thought it would have been electric and steel. Yeah, me too. I had no... So I went straight in for um, Torch Song, then lost Skeledurge afterwards, because I didn't realise it was a ground type. And obviously by the time I managed to beat all of them, I was down to just a Frostalas and a um, weakened Cerule Edge against a Roaring Moon, which gets an attack boost right at the beginning of the fight. 
So we were faster than it, but it one-shotted everything because of its attack boost. Mm. The thing, it certainly gave... Certainly for an end-game battle, it certainly it certainly brought um, all the toys to play, for sure. Um, and unless I'm mistaken, every time one was thrown at you, unless I'm, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, they were all masterful as well. Would me be the thing like where the fuck did you get the multiples from, Professor? Seriously. In a minute, can I go into depth into my team like Alex did? Because I just remembered what I had to fight. I'm gonna try and <laughs> see if I've got a screenshot of what my whole team was now, because I feel bad that I forgot what that six Pokemon was. Um while you're looking for that, I will uh I'm quite happy saying uh it, I I struggled, but I did get through it. Um it certainly was a test for sure and then you have to face the the AI well one more time when they when they bring out it's, it's, if I'm right in thinking that the last battle you have to fight um uh locks all Pokemon all Pokeballs except ones of Longing to do the professor. Yeah. And at this point, I was so invested in the game. I literally, my mind was just like, I literally was living this game at, at this point. I was literally the case of invested in the battle. And I was like, and they threw out Coridon against me. And I was like, okay. This is going to be a challenge, isn't it? So, I'm going to, so I figured, okay, I know, I'm pretty sure he's a dragon type. I'm going to send out, I'm going to send out the right right Pokemon to face it. And then, it even goes through the animation, doesn't it? For you to actually begin the battle and your Pokeball just rolls to the ground and that's a great that's a great one time animation what did you what did you feel when that happened because I felt a little bit what I mean bear in mind I'd read the text on screen before that but it still hit me like a fucking train it didn't register for me because I was too deep into like the emotion of the game. So it was like, go boots! I have a crocodile called boots, just because I want it on record. My team at the time of fighting the AI was the three starters fully involved Screen Tail, Crocodile, and Backscalibur. Lovely. They all have names. It was like, go boots, the crocodile. And then the ball just went, did, did, did. <laughs> nothing happened. And I was like, shit. <laughs> It took me about a solid 45 seconds to figure out what I was actually meant to do. But that mechanic, which they then use for this, and this is a mechanic which, um, in a way, for me, harks back to Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, there's, a, there's a bit in that game where you're knocked unconscious and you are walking through 
um, this lake past everyone you've killed the ghost of, and they, if you go through a ghost, it sucks your health away. Uh. The end. Um, the the guy who you, you're talking to, the ghost himself, uh, will kill you. Um, however, throughout the whole game, you've had this um, fake suicide pill, but you've got a revival pill lodged in your tooth, so you can come back from it. The antidote to it, basically. And you can actually access the menu to actually use the, the revival pill. But it wasn't explicitly spelled out to you to use it, but it's how you get through it. And it wasn't until I realised at the bottom of the screen, it's still, it's still giving you options of uh, pick your Pokemon, battle, bag and run. Yeah. And I was like, it's giving me an option still. And that's when it clicked in my head. I'm like, so I can't use it in my Pokemon. I can't use it in my Pokemon. And that's literally how it was in my head. I mean, I, can't, I, mean, I don't know about you, Alex, but it, it, it was like a light bulb going off in my head. Was, was it, were, were you a bit more switched on than me and Kerry were at the time? No, I was at like Kerry, just too invested at that point, not really paying attention to the text. Everything around you just kind of disappears when you get that involved in a story. Yeah. For so sure. how long does it? So how long does it take you to figure it out, Alex? Because you are quite switched on. You are quite switched on, buddy. To be fair, you do yourself an injustice, but you are. I think. I think it only took a minute or two, like try and swap in into two different Pokemon and then thought, okay, something's wrong. So then Coridon was on the menu to pick. So mm. I thought, oh, I guess I'll try Coridon just in case. That's what the game's trying to tell me because of the plot. And obviously that's what it was. So it didn't take too long, but if I was paying more attention, I definitely could have worked it out quicker. But you're too invested to really be paying attention to the surroundings at that point yeah i figure it's probably the same because it is the same story but when you send out court like coridon do they cower away from the battle yeah a little bit yeah like panic yeah and that and then you've got your 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 your, your, your compadre that actually all joined you at this point and i like you can't the lift was down here how did you get it back up there for a start okay in hindsight what i'm thinking now but i didn't even think of a time you got Namona, you got Penny, and you got Best Boy behind you, and they're all and they're all giving, they're all shouting advice to, and like, trying to g Karidon on, despite the fact that Arwen had been nothing but mean to Karidon the whole way through the game. When you have the whole story, you can kind of understand why he doesn't want to really look at the Pokemon. Of course, of course, but. His story you know, made me genuinely sad. Like I'm, like towards the end of his story, it's like I'm gonna cry if this gets any sadder. Mm, and it, it does get sadder even after this point, to be brutally honest, doesn't it? Um, um, at this point, I was case of I was so invested, knowing if I if Crot doesn't win, I'm fucked. At this point, and I was like, I literally was putting everything on this one point I've never used <laughs> in battle. Um, and not only that, but then your terror orb starts glowing. I thought, like, can it? Can it terrestrialize? Yeah, it's the answer. It can. Uh, 
I have to. Um, I have two questions actually. What's um, Groudon's terror type? Um, dragon. dragon type, yeah. Fair enough. I can't and, honestly can't remember off the top of my head what Miradon's is. And it's my electrical dragon. And my god, did I make full use of that flamethrower? It was, it was like chipping away a little bit, a little bit, and it wasn't doing nothing until the terror orb started glowing. And I thought, I'm, I thought I'm gonna lose this fight. But but sometimes sometimes it, you can be you can lose fights due to how it's scripted sometimes. Um, who I don't know what they're gonna throw at me at this point. They've thrown everything at me in this game so far. But I was so invested in it as soon as he terrestrialized. I was, I'm not ashamed to admit this, I was almost crying and I actually, I'm glad I'm own in the house at the time because I just screamed, Crichton, Terror Blast! <laughs> and just started taking chunks out of itself. I think by the second round of the fight, I was like, shit, endure, because I was about to die. Just yeah. Literally, I think I think he actually got hit by something, <laughs> and he went down to one HP. Yeah. And I was and like, I was like, I was like, I need to heal him. So the first one I did, I got, I did throw a full restore on him, and then went at it. But when it, by the time the battle was over, I was emotionally spent. I wonder though, if you don't do anything to prevent Groudon slash Miradon from getting downed, does the game bullshit you through the battle? Or do you actually lose? That's a good question actually. Maybe that's something I have to ask Alex when he gets around to the next to, to the final to the final fight this time. Yeah, I might be able to take a gander at that because it's a bit like I don't know if if you've ever tried it, but like in um this game and the last one mm. the first fight and actually the first two fights with Hall, yeah. I decided to intentionally intentionally lose them. You said that, yeah. Just to see if it made you black out because it was the first fight of the game but I don't know if it applies to the same with Nimona again for your second fight but in your first fight Nimona basically says sorry for um, being you, offers to heal your Pokemon so you can have a rematch and um, that's when the director says, I think that's probably enough for one. And she's like, oh, sorry, yeah, I do get carried away. Hmm. But she tries, she still tries to beat you. Hawk will literally use every use of, like, Tail Whip he has <laughs> before even attacking you. So he'll oh, go through, like, he'll go through, like, 30 uses of Tail Whip, even though it's doing nothing after the sixth Tail Whip. Because it's it's programmed for him to be easy and lose mm. in that first fight. Yeah. But yeah, I can test that because it's that fight obviously definitely isn't scripted for you to lose, is it? Mm, it certainly feels like. I mean, there's a fight in um, Final Fantasy VII, I believe, which um, it's impossible to lose. Apparently, actually, it's impossible to lose. Apparently, um, okay. so no, after you. Um, I was just gonna say, um, it's it wouldn't surprise me if it was impossible to lose at that point. Bearing in mind, you have built this bond with Coridon and Miradon at this point, 
that it's totally believable, but they would be gutting out so you wouldn't see for endurance. It's totally believable. I, I admittedly, I'm watching a video of it now. Mm. So I have an answer to that question. Okay, well, okay, well, if this is, this is spoilers, all all is, Kerry, so go ahead. Depends. Do you two want to hear it or do you want to wait till Alex? I'm happy to hear it. I'll have it here, it's Alex. Pardon, Alex? I said I, I, I googled it to see what happens if you deliberately try and lose that fight. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. You keep toughing it out at 1 HP and then it auto-terrestrializes you after a while. Auto. Which is super, super bullshitty to me. But to be fair, most people, the upgrade. You don't. Most people won't be trying to intentionally lose that fight. <laughs> Just by phone. No, I mean, mad respect for the people who actually go around, fuck around, and find out things from the rest of us. Yeah. I and guess then they tried it again with a mod that lets you die. Mm. So your Corridon slash Miradon gets knocked out, and everyone goes, Ehh. even though you just died. So there, there is no alternative. In you cannot lose. Which, so it, it I, I get it because it's because story you have to win but and I'm not sure how I feel about that as a safety net I'd rather just keep redoing the battle that it does feel a little bit oh god that makes me feel yeah it, 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 well, no well yes and no because I feel like I did a good job but now I don't know how I feel I mean no, you did a good job to win because it's still a hard fight to win. Yeah. But I'd rather you could get knocked to zero and you'd have to restart the fight. Mm. Even if it just auto restarted from the beginning of the battle. I think I'd prefer something like that because I'd rather keep looping than have this safety net. I think that's a fair comment. For sure. I don't know how. What's I... your thoughts, Alex? I. What I think they could do. Just to be extra bullshitty, but like a good bullshitty, is if you lost that fight, you'd have to rebattle the AI professor and like redo that segment of putting the book in the holder. Okay. I feel like a good punishment for losing. I think so. I can I, get behind that. I think I think you I think you're onto onto winner, Alex. Yeah. I think Alex has the best suggestion. <laughs> indeed, indeed. We'll have we're not on record for sure. For sure. Um. Of course, once you have done that, then the AI uh, professor um, with the last action before the time machine is shut down um, travels to the past slash future, I'm guessing. Future, or... Yeah, Giga Chad Dad goes to the future mm. and Arvin has a bit of a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> I feel terrible for him. Yeah, likewise happens um, to the past for us. Um... He, 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 he actually toughs out really really well but he just sat the whole time afterwards I feel, I feel really bad for him yeah I mean the first time I met him is I have a soft spot for characters who make really bad first impressions like you're a bastard you're gonna end up my favourite I can tell yeah he did <laughs> because he's, he's just like all shitty attitude and daddy issues when you first meet him or I guess mommy issues if you play Scarlet yeah. Yeah, he, he's full of issues for sure, and but he uh, 
to be fair, he, he, as we find out, he he's going through a lot. To be fair, and yeah. I think my 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 compassion swung to him massively once I realised. Oh, yeah, I just especially when you find out why he's doing the whole sandwich thing. Yeah. I was like, oh no, that's a dying dog. And the dog, oh. he's amazing. I thought there was a chance the fifth sandwich might not have worked and I was getting ready to cry. But What was his name yeah. again? Max, Massabastiff? Bostiff, I think. They're called. A Bostiff. A Bostiff, yeah. I, ca- I can't read. <laughs> Leave me alone. He's a, he is a good boy. Um, and he's an old boy, bless him, but he's still got plenty of fight in him, for sure. I wouldn't want to face him in battle. I did catch my own, though, and he's amazing. Um, you do face him in battle, though. We do? Yeah. Didn't you battle Arvin right before you started the whole Zero quest? And you can say to him, you were like worried about him getting hurt again. And he's like, nah, it's fine. Yes, I remember now. Sorry, it had been a few, it's been about a month since I finished. God, I feel so bad. No, um, I just wanted the Scarlet took a different route. No, we, we did face them, yes, we did face them, yes. I remember that conversation I had with him now. Fucking hell, I only won that battle by the skin of my teeth. Because, like, with a lot of the late game battles, I was fairly under leveled. Hmm. Yeah. He, 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 he was a challenge, for sure. He was a challenge. But to be fair, they should be. A challenge, or if it's a game, because it should level with you. I feel so. Yeah. And they, and it did. It was, it was a good leveling thing. Um. And then obviously it all gets wrapped up in the academy afterwards. Um. Everyone gets re inducted to the school. Um. It's great. It's everyone's happy ever after. However, what actually happened within the Kratik and Nerby said around the school? I'm thinking like. Everyone's gonna fucking know. Cause schools are the most gossipy places in the world, besides hospitals. Also, Penny Someone. committed a literal crime and was let off scot free, but you know. Yeah. Someone probably tweeted about it. <laughs> Down here with a time machine, lol. <laughs> this guy's like mum just died. <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, these, these are all actual facts for sure. Um, Oh, and let's not forget Arvin's failing school. I know you. I know your mother died. <gasps> yeah, that math, bit. Your failing maths class, mate. I don't know what to say. Try like, harder. Like my give... dude, there is a time and a place. I'm like, give him the weekend off at least. Jesus Christ. It's like I'm so sorry. Your your dad is dead for real. By the way, we're gonna kick you out if you don't buck your ideas up, bud. Oh God, Almighty. Yeah, he. God, he. Has, uh, I'm sorry, but he has all the compassion of Lord Voldemort, the Hangover. Um, has all I the compassionate and caring features of Penny's haircut and hair color. Can you tell Alex loves Penny? Alex hates Penny for the sound. They're, 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 they're okay. They do my head in. They're a big hypocrite because they like yeah. complain about getting bullied and then bully Arvin. But it's that... just the hair. That's my biggest issue about Penny, is the whole hypocrisy of her story. There is, there is a lot of hypocrisy in the story, to be fair. Also, the fact she literally committed a crime and everyone's like, we're gonna give you a job. You literally, like... What's the term I'm looking for? Stole? It's basic... Stole from the government, essentially. 
Also, I just find Penny a bit over the top Uru special. Like, Penny is so amazing and they can do everything except interact with people like a normal human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that she was the, she wanted to bring down Team Star. Like they're your friends, supposedly. Uh, yeah, but she wanted to bring them all down. But they all had they all had their vavooms, didn't they? Yeah. I'm like, eh. I know how. After the first one, you're like, I can beat this one either. But for the second one, I was like, you got one as well, okay. And so I, I, I assume for the for the third, fourth, and fifth one, I have one as well. We did. So I made sure I had the right Pokemon to take one down. It was the fighting one. It was, um, overall though, um, once you, you, you got, you get game plan together for that, that wasn't too bad. And then the credits ran. Ah, yes. (laughs) What's the best video game song theme ever? Question mark? I mean, my opinions on Ed Sheeran haven't always been complimentary. I can say that because he's a sort of local lad. He's from Ipswich up the road from us. In fact, he, in fact, we had to go through his hometown to actually get to the wedding venue. Um, he's a... It, it peaks and draws, but I cannot get this song out of my head. And when I saw the music video for it, I showed Kerry immediately and it hit me right in the feels. Um, I I don't know if Alex has seen the music video for it or not. No, I I must admit I did, I I must admit I went to use the bathroom after, so I didn't actually listen to this song. Right, okay. Once we come off the off coffee air, you have got to watch it, and we want to see your reaction to it uh, because because for legal reasons, I can only play thirty seconds of that, so. I uh, can't do the whole thing on the show, unfortunately, Alex. Um, but um, it it's it's brilliant. I mean, Kerry, you've you've you watched it, so you so I, yeah. I, I can't comment currently on it. You can. Yeah. Um. I have to admit, I was never the biggest Ed Sheeran fan. I liked Bad Habits. That's a song I still listen to a lot. That's fair. But um, Celestial, I believe it was called this yeah. one. It's got. It's- it's fantastic. Yeah. The video is great as well. It's a bit cheesy, but like in the best way. But you, you can tell like the a... way I describe Power Rangers, cheesy, but in the best way. I take that compliment. It's all good. Um, it is. He's um. You can tell he's a fan as well, hmm. and you get the feeling that that's actually his house. I mean, I don't know if it is or not. I don't know if it's set designed or what, but you get the feeling that that actually is his house. Hmm. Um, and you're not sure how much of it is in his head or not because there's clearly fire that has destroyed his curtains and he's eating stuff off, off of a plate that's not actually there but it's on yeah. his still so how much of it is real and how much of it is not in, in his head um, but the song is it. and at one point they even pay tribute to the anime in it as well and at that point, I was like, heart strings starting to be pulled here. Because that's my, that's my, that's our childhood. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much of the anime you watched, Alex, growing up. Not much? Uh, not a lot. No, not a lot. Just Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, really. 
Yeah. I mean, we didn't really grow up with cable TV or the equivalent closest to it. So it was basically whatever you could catch on like those Saturday morning kiss shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have quite a lot of it on ITV in the UK here. A lot of Ben 10. A lot of Ben 10, though. Ben 10 <laughs> slaps. Ben 10 was great. For sure. Um, I did see bits of that over time, to be fair. In fact, the guy who plays the granddad in the cartoon, um, Max, I believe his name is. Yeah, um, Max. Actually, does the voice for um, Colonel Campbell in Mel Gibson series. So he's, he's a well-known, he's a well-known voice actor. He's legendary. Uh, he's like the Troy Baker of old. He does everything pretty much, which is great, obviously. Um, but yeah, that that song had lived me for a while. Sorry, sorry, I've done it on karaoke actually since then as well. So it it's good and. I personally feel that actually it would be worth your time to actually check it out for about three and a half minutes later on. Take a look. So, with all that put to bed, it's time for our final thoughts. With everything considered, this game, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, is time to give our final score. And we're going to come to the man who finished the game first, Alex. Out of five. I'm... It's got a... There's a few bits that lets it down. The bugs, which apparently there's quite a big bug fix coming in like early February. So that might make the game run crystal clear. Who knows? Maybe. But, and also the second... The second downgrade rating that I have for it is the um, the star, the team star rates because they're fun, but team star gets kind of boring kind of quickly. But apart from that, I give it a solid four out of five. Terror raids are fun. Terrastalizing is fun. I haven't gotten into the competitive yet, but I would like to do get back into that because it has been a fair while. But yeah, I love the characters. I love the story. It's a much better Pokemon story than what we usually get. The yeah. stories are kind of normally either completely outrageous, like the 10 year old saving the world from the world ending legendary monster while stopping the big criminal team. And then you had stories like um, Sword and Shield, where nothing really made sense and it was all over within half an hour. Mm. But this was a much better story with much better, well, more detailed characters who were actually likable. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd go with a 4 out of 5. Better than Plus, the, some of the Gen 9 Pokemon look incredible. So, it, it, it was quite a solid entry for sure. Miss Carrie. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5, or a 4.5, should I say. Which one? I'm going to give it 4.5, I'm feeling generous. <laughs> I had a lot of fun playing this game. The lag was something that only really bothered me when it was in terror raids, and there'd be like a 30 second pause while I assume everyone's games were syncing up, which was fine, except the timer still kept going down. 
Yeah. And after a while, that really, really started to piss me off, especially with some of the higher star raids. Like, you'd be one or two hits off of downing it. Because I was excited when I unlocked six star raids. But, Christ, they are not worth it. <laughs> for the same amount of stress you go through. Um, a lot of the new Pokemon were interesting. The story is probably my favourite one yet. And I hope they keep carrying on with stories with um, more quote-unquote mature themes to them. You know, like finding your new friend's dead parents in the middle of a crater. Realising a bit belatedly that their actual body is just a corpse rotting somewhere within said crater. <laughs> and making yourself a bit sad over that. Yeah. The characters were pretty memorable. I liked Team Star. I... I liked Team Star slightly less when Penny came into it. Just because I find Penny a bit annoying at times. I don't hate Penny, don't get me wrong. I have a slight visceral reaction to her name. <laughs> but... That's fair. Um, one of the things that, I mean, I'm getting it four and a half as well because basically you two have nailed everything I would like to say about the game as well. Um, issues of terror raids, that, that that counter thing does take it down from a five for me. Um, I also can't give it a five out of five because uh, Charizard was introduced to the game in terror raids, which was wonderful, of course. Uh, however, it was a seven star raid, I believe. Which, um, and it did, it, to be fair, they did state this, it was only available once games were completed in uh, uh, after Endgame. Um, problem with that is, is that I think Alex was the only one of us who was close to it at that point, and that's because, and forgive me for saying this, Alex, you were sweaty about this game. Yeah, absolutely. They did but, Cinderace, which I was a bit annoyed about before. Because I restarted as Cinderace came out, so I kind of missed that match. Mm -hmm. And apparently Greninja is next. Mm -hmm. I have to go for that one. But I dare say that. But I. But I dare say that more Pokemon will be coming to that, to like the multi-star raids soon, especially with um, next month. Apparently, they're going to bringing out the uh, Pokemon Home stuff, so it would make sense naturally. Can I have my last point to my thing quickly? Go on. <laughs> I just had one last point to make in my rating. Go ahead. Uh, out of curiosity first though, who was your favourite gym leader? Um, for me, it was the one who was in the restaurant. The Larry. one who was Larry, who was actually part of Elite Four. Because he so did not want to do it. And um, I, I do like all the special designs, just Japanese salaryman style of person. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked so. He, he didn't. He wouldn't be anywhere but there, and I loved that honesty about him. Because I'm like, I've got to fight children. I have not got time for this. And I'm in a restaurant. What am I even doing here? Something I should be in the financial district. What am I doing here? Sort of thing. I sort of enjoyed that. Alex, who is your favourite? Larry is a close second for me by an absolute like hair length fraction. 
because Larry is just an absolute giga chat of a guy. But I think Iona was probably my favourite. Crazy design, breaks the fourth wall immediately. And they actually had a crazy team with the electric and flying, a belly bolt which gets power-ups every, every turn, and then the Miss Magius with um, the electric terror type because Miss Magius is unbelievably fast and outsped everything I had. She is actually my second favourite because I just kind of can't believe they went for the whole e-girl streamer thing as a gym leader. Yeah. And literally, as it as she's like talking to the camera standing next to you before the fight begins, it says um, I can't remember what it says, but it says someone donates five thousand. Someone donating five thousand dollars. They even had that in the corner. It just yeah. that was my fav. That was my favorite introduction to a character. Yeah, she is my second favorite, and I'm probably pr butchering the pronunciation of this name, but you know what, life do be like, but. My favourite is the Ice Gym Leader, and I'm going to be pronouncing his name Grusha because I don't really care. Fair enough. Because I'm, I'm a sucker for both Pretty Boy designs and the fact he's kind of an ass. But it was when his original art was released, everyone thought he was female. You could just hear the record scratch when it was released that he's actually a guy. <laughs> People were like, oh my god, she's so pretty. And then they're like, it's a guy. You could just hear like the... <laughs> And that's one of the reasons he's been favourite. And I, I love like, that. I've never figured that out. I've watched I, enough anime to know where this is going. I, 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 I've, seen, I've seen enough hentai for that as well, yes. Um, I, I've hey, seen... I, said, oh, I mean, I said anime, but yikes. Yikes <laughs> on some bikes, calm down. <laughs> but in any case, and that's, in any case, I've seen all the collective gasp from half the world. The other half knew exactly what was going on. The other half was like, if you've never watched anime before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I think an out of 15, we are giving it um, a very respectable um, four and a half. Four and a half is nine. Plus four from Alex is 13 out of 15. Yeah. Uh, one thing to add quickly. Yeah, sure. Because I don't know how I forgot, but the sixth Pokemon on my team was Dragonite. And I feel bad that I forgot that. But I'm there you go. I remember catching um, a Dratini and and I evolved all the way up to Dragonite and I was so proud. He became my best boy. And he still oh. is my best boy. He's like 78 now. So, just for the record, do you two remember a long while back when we did like rating every region? Or was that just me and Alex? I, mem I remember you guys doing it, yes. Because at some point we were meant to redo that with this game, but with you and Chris as well. We're going to do that for sure. Once Chris has finished the game, we will be doing that, yes. That's going to be a big boy episode. It's going to be a big boy, but it's going to be worth it. It'll be a good fun one to do. And we're all going to fall out by the end of it, probably. 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 But isn't that what friendship is about? Absolutely. So yeah, I think that I think we've compre I think we've more we, I think we've although there are spoilers in there, we've cut around stuff a little bit. So people are we I think we all encourage people to go out and play this game. 
uh, Scarlet and Violet is certainly a worthy addition to uh, the canon. And uh, I look forward to seeing what else they bring to uh, Paldea. So before we go, um, we obviously want to remind everybody to check out Dungeon Junkies out on VGM every Tuesday and Friday, provided um, editing gets done by myself and Chad. Uh, Alex is actually almost, I think Alex is actually up to date with all of his editing actually, which is um, which is brilliant. Sort of. Um, um, don't hide, Kerry. It's fine. I'm I'm as bad, if not worse. Um, Chad, and Chad um, just this week uploaded um, an an episode, uh, and he's they proud of himself, but then had looked like he had 13 episodes to up to still edit edit. So by comparison, I think I feel this pain. <laughs> I think we're I think we're okay, kids, on that side of things. Um, but yeah, do go check out all of our stuff, um, and also check out Caitlin's stuff on Dust and Suffering on their feed. Um, it's amazing this week. Another episode featuring Kerry um, um, and Chad went up um, from the uh, from Blade in the Dark. Um, this is without spoiling anything coming up ahead. Uh, this is already probably the most chaotic arc um, that they're going to have in in Blade in the Dark. But what do they expect when I'm one of the players? Let's face it. They're driving the Red Queen to alcoholism. Yeah, I say like she's not already a functioning alcoholic. And a pimp, and a pimp, pimp, pimp. absolute pimp ain't easy. Uh, yeah, so um, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Um, don't forget to follow follow the Kerry on Twitter at at Shira Beans. Come and tell me to post things I draw. Tell me my desk mat is beautiful. Tell me I should learn to get better at pronouncing things, and I will go like lol K. Mm, all three of those things, all good. Uh, Alex is at Spiderbread on Twitter. That is all you're getting from me. Yes, and of course, do, do put a UK on the end of our course, guys, because it's Spiderbread UK on Twitter, of course. Um, of course, you can find me at Matt UK. Um, thank you to GameAware. Um, use our code GameJunkies10 at the checkout for 10% discount. We should get more often. We should be plugging them more often so they get the code. Um, and of course, the show at Game Junkies Pod. Uh, yeah, so on behalf of us all here at Game Junkies, we will see you in two weeks. We're out of here. Hi. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.